Blog Talk Radio. There is a chance for the President of the United States to use this disaster to carry out what his father, a phrase his father used, I think, only once and hasn't been used since, and that is a new world order. New world coming. America will become increasingly vulnerable to hostile attack on our homeland. And our military superiority will not entirely protect us. Not protect us. Americans will likely die on American soil. And I believe it will also be said of this age, the first decade of the 21st century, that out of what is, will be seen as the greatest restructuring of the global economy, perhaps one even greater than at the time of the Industrial Revolution, a new world order was created. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Now, get ready to enter the zone where real life is stranger than fiction, the place where the news may seem like a dream and the dream may be a matrix of reality. Let us now expose all lie of the devil and bring to light all the secrets of the enemy because God truth will set you free. John 8:32. You're listening to This Week in the Zone with your host and watchman on the wall, Phil Armstrong. Today we're going to be covering uh, more of the series, Being Set Free. Uh, I wanted to welcome y'all. I hope y'all having a good week. I uh, uh, hope y'all had a good weekend and will have a good week. Uh, <clears throat> today uh, I want us to talk about the urgency of the hour. Um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot to being set free. And one good thing about being set free uh, is that you are at peace and you are able to walk with God freely with no interruptions and you can hear his voice. Um, but the, 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 the kick side to that is if you're not set free, it's going to set you back and you are not going to know if you're coming or going. Um, God has a uh, mission for all of us. And God has a destiny for all of us, but I think a lot of times people are looking for the destiny in the wrong places, <clears throat> and they're they're putting the horse before the carriage, or the carriage before the horse, rather. Uh, <clears throat> you want to put the horse before the carriage. You want to uh, put the Word of God first and His will in the Word of God, and then He'll give you His will for you also. But <clears throat> what does this have to do with being set free? First of all, we are approaching uh, <clears throat> the day of the Lord. <clears throat> we are approaching the coming of the Lord for his people. And we have to be ready. Uh, in in the, prof- the prophecies of imminency, when we don't know exactly when Christ is coming back, he can come back right now as I do this show. That is a healthy, healthy doctrine is when you do not know when the sun comes you do not know when he's coming he can come in 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 the morning time at three o'clock in the morning he can come at three o'clock in the afternoon (coughs) for you you don't know therefore it makes you healthy if you take god seriously 
And see, in this show, I want to point out a few things. I want to point out, first of all, the urgency of the hour. And I wanted to point out uh, that knowing the urgency of the hour, we are able to come to God and, and help and ask him for his help and his life and his ways and his 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 uh, integrity, his his will, of course, <clears throat> that we'll be set free. Because a lot of people believe have a different gospel out there that we can continue um, the way we've been living before we got saved. Now we're all sinners and we all fall short of the glory of God, but. That's just like saying we're all baseball players, and and the majority of us uh, get to be in the all-star game and win championships like LeVon James. That's not necessarily true. What makes LeVon James different from another player? He's the best player right now. Michael Jordan was the best player in the 90, 80s and 90s, well, at least late, 90, late 80s and all of the 90s. What makes Michael Jordan different? What makes LeBron James different? What makes Kobe Bryant different? And are they still basketball players? Now they could say, "Oh, we, you know, all basketball players miss free throws. All basketball players, you know, miss the game-winning shot once in a while." <coughs> but a lot of them practice, practice to win. And see, we need to practice to win in the faith. We need to practice to win. We need to practice <clears throat> righteousness. Now, now, are we talking when we say righteousness? All our righteousness is a filthy rag. That's not my point. The point is God knows the difference. God is not mocked. The Bible says what a man so sows, so shall he reap. God knows when a person is living the way he wants them to live. Let's not fool ourselves. You have a choice right now to walk down the street with no clothes on or to keep them on. You have a choice to pass a red light or to not pass a red light. You have a choice, I'm going to get up in somebody's face now, to cheat on your wife or not cheat on your wife. And then they say, oh, we all make mistakes. I don't cheat on my wife. Well, that's you. You be the judge. Don't judge anybody else. That's the problem. We have no judgment. We are, everybody makes judgments every day. <clears throat> it's just like saying, I don't want my daughter going out with that man. But it's the same lady that says to somebody on Facebook, why are you judging me? Well, you judging the guy. You're judging your, and I can understand because I got a daughter. You're judging him before you even know him. And if you do know him, you got you got the right to judge him. How do we get, how, how does Christianity get so far now, as far as judgment is concerned, I'm talking about critical judgment. In other words, I'm sending you to hell. The only person can send you to hell is, the Bible says, fear fear him who can cast both body and soul into hell. And these days, you not only have to talk about the second coming of Christ, <clears throat> but you also have to talk about hell because nobody believes to both of them. 
I said, where is the promise of the Son of God? Since our forefathers have fell asleep, let's always been like this. Jesus is not coming back. You know, Jesus is not coming back. Where you get that from? Or hell does not exist. A loving God won't send anybody to hell. Are you serious? Two things that can get somebody really ready. It says we shouldn't say we shouldn't get people to go to heaven by fear. Have you ever heard this, this the phrase the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom? <clears throat> and have you ever heard the Bible says like I just said a few minutes ago, fear him who can put both body and soul into hell. We should fear the Lord. But we should love the Lord with all our heart, mind, and soul, and he loves us also. He cares about you. So when you see these things approaching, the Bible says, um, I'm going to read Luke 21, 35, 35 and 36. For as a snare shall it come upon all... all them that dwell on the face of the earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things and all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Huh. You need to pray that you're going to be found worthy. Now, people say, well, God is going to come and take everybody who says they're Christian. Every so everybody who confess with their mouth and believe in their heart. <clears throat> now, I if I believe I can fly, <clears throat> that's one thing. But if I can believe I can break into somebody's house and take something, that's another. And uh, people believe that <clears throat> we live in a fantasy world. We watch TV and we watch these movies and sometimes we leave the movie thinking we're Iron Man sometimes. I, I literally used to do that when I was a kid. Or I would watch a karate movie and think I was Bruce Lee. Um, <laughs> but uh, people think that you know, Jesus is not coming back. Therefore, they can go ahead and do what they feel like doing. <clears throat> and then other people think that the grace of God will tolerate anything you do. I mean, no repentance at all. No repentance. Repentance means about faith and come towards God. No repentance. To repent means to stop what you're doing. When the Bible says that we're new creatures, <coughs> are we new creatures? Is the process beginning? I say, I say to the, to people out there, never, never, never give up. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on God. When you come to the end of your rope. You see God. Go to God and ask him for for help. <clears throat> it will please him. 
But see, when you see God, when you see, I'm going to read another piece of scripture. Uh, hopefully I can find it. Let me see. It says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doeth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when we when when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifies himself, even as he is pure. Whosoever committeth sin trespasses against the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. Okay. Now, uh, when we see the day approaching, because technically I wasn't supposed to read that last verse, but uh, when we see the day approaching, <coughs> what day? When Jesus comes back <coughs> for his church, which I tell people, judgment will begin in the house of the Lord. So judgment begins in the twinkling of an eye. When Jesus comes back for his church, <coughs> Judgment has begun because he's going to separate the wheat from the tares. Those who are sitting in the church, not everyone that you see on Sunday morning is going to be raptured. Not even uh, some churches would be fifty percent. Some churches would be some churches are good. Good, I mean, pretty darn decent churches will be, you know, twenty percent of the congregation left behind. But the majority of the churches, I say about thirty to twenty percent, maybe even ten percent of some churches. Maybe even none at some other churches. But um, when we see the day approaching, which we are in the end times. Now, if your pastor's not preaching the end times, and you don't give a darn anyway, and you're too busy doing your world. This, it's, it's, a, it's not a fine line between getting left behind and going in the rapture. It's actually pretty tough to be raptured. You say, well, I thought it depends on God. Yeah, it's, it's tough because the new, nobody's reading the New Testament. Nobody's reading the Old Testament. But nobody's reading the Bible at all. And they're not trying to come before the Lord and purify themselves. It says <coughs> in verse, uh, oops, I didn't take the thing out. But it said it, that that it's a purifying hope to see the day approaching that Christ is coming back for his people. It's a purifying hope. So when you know that the end times are here, you you go purify. Some people are out studying Bible prophecy, but they're not really pure. They're getting off on the on the tangent of Bible prophecy and, and listening to videos and sermons and getting some books. And they miss the point. When you see that they approach it, you go before the Lord, and you and you go in the New Testament, and you go in the Old Testament, and you and you and you say, "What am I not doing?" And then you be careful. <clears throat> you be careful, because I keep harping on Matthew <clears throat> Matthew seven. I keep harping on that because first in Matthew seven thirteen he says, "Enter ye in through the straight gate." For wide is the gate, broad is the way, that leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go in twice. Because straight is the gate, narrow is the way, which leadeth into life, and few there be defined it. And right in my Bible, it says, right after that, it says false prophets. 
So as you enter in through the straight gate, you have to be now a false prophet can be somebody or a false teacher can be somebody who <clears throat> is misinformed on a certain issue. It, now the ba- the basic tenets of Christianity needs to be right. Now a false prophet, a false teacher will tell you that grace, God will forgive you. If you're into a sin, God loves you so much. I'm like this. Well, why would anybody need to follow God if if if, if everybody come? And then of course there's universalism, <clears throat> and there's there is a broad way that leads everybody's going to heaven. So why would you need to go to church then? You just stay home and watch football. It doesn't make any sense. So it says this right here in this Bible. It says Matthew seven, verse thirteen and fourteen. Verse 14 says, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few, before the trip, before the rapture of the church, I mean, before the before the tribulation period, few, few, there will be that find it. It's not going to be billions of people took in on the first route. I'll tell you this, a lot of people from China is going you say people say, "Well, this is a Christian nation. This is not a Christian nation. A Christian nation actually is Christian." I mean, it's like some of these people need a brain. Then, if you calling this a Christian nation because some papers said, I mean, some writing said that we were a Christian nation, we might have been. They might have used some, um, you know, ideas from. You know, way back then, watching the British Empire and how they were, how they worked with other empires that they tried to run, or or, or countries that they tried to run when they were an empire, and then they say, "Well, we're not going to do it that way." And then here's some, and then maybe there were a few Christian founding fathers who said, "This is some things that we might want to take a look at." I don't think. We had a whole bunch of Christians walking around when they were making the Bible. But the Bible, but I tell you this: God did bless um, the founding fathers. So maybe, 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 maybe there were Christians in there. But to say this is a Christian nation now, it's almost like you're blind. Because if if, you, if I walk up to you and, and see if I if I post something on Facebook that's bad, after a while you could probably say. I'm not a Christian. Or I'm I'm a fake. <clears throat> if I wear a t-shirt that says I'm praise the Lord and then I'm cussing every 2 seconds, am I saved? So if we got a country, look at the television. Look at the movies. Look at the music. I'm t- I'm t- I'm not trying to insult your intelligence. I'm not trying to insult mine either. If it was a Christian nation, everybody would be Christian, wouldn't it? I'm not trying to talk about, oh, our founding fathers had, you know, read J. Paul Getty's book, you know, The Last Saint. And they say, you know, always quoting from somebody. And, I mean, what what difference does it make? If you see me at the club on front, uh, and you driving through downtown and say, ain't that, ain't that Phil coming out of a club? I mean, come on, man. Am I saved? Well, look at the country the same way. If you look, I mean, 
We are what we see. We are what we do. We are what we hang out with. The whole society is gone. Even the people at the church is gone. So how in the heck is it a Christian nation? We're living in deception. Now let me finish on. It says in verse 15, Matthew 7, verse 15, it says, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are revelous wolf. <coughs> this could be one, this could be your pastor. Because here, here, check this out. If you are preaching the gospel and you're leaving things out, now I can see, like my pastor, he does series, and then, you know, he tells people, but it's not every day he tells you it's, a, it's hell. It's a hell. And not every day he tells you you need to repent. Um, is that dangerous? I don't know. But when you when you barely mention any of the basic tenets of Christianity, I have a problem. You know, and, and, and like I said, my, my pastor preaches, he preaches about end times. He preaches about everything. He just doesn't do it every week. <clears throat> but see, the, the American society that we live in has a tension span of a fly being swatted. So if you don't bring that stuff up, and that's the problem I have with even my pastor, if you don't bring repentance up, nobody's going to repent. <clears throat> They're not going to go home and read their Bible. Now, how, how responsible is a pastor for his congregation? You know what? I think everybody's going to be judged, and the pastor's going to be judged a lot harsher. But you can't blame your pastor when you're standing in front of God. You can't blame your wife. You can't blame nothing because we're self-willed agents. We do what we do. So you're going to be responsible for everything you do in the body. Now, let's get back to, I'm, I'm going to bring this up before we go off. <laughs> Not everyone who says to God, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of God, but he who does the will of the, the Father. Now, just because you say you're a Christian don't mean you're a Christian. And, 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 and nowadays, I'm spending time you know, going into the word and seeing what do I have to do to be ready? And I think a lot of us should be doing that because small things can get in the way. Like bitterness and envy and jealousy. <clears throat> and of course the big ones. But unbelief is the big one. <clears throat> you got people thinking because they go to church and they and they and they're you know, they don't have any alcohol problems, no drugs, no popping pills, no nothing. <coughs> Pornography. I'm just fine. But they're not. They're not fine. They they have so much unbelief it's ridiculous. They don't really believe God anyway. And that's why Jesus said, you know, say, Why are you hanging with the prostitutes and the in the um and the pimps and the he says, it's not, it's not the well that needs the doctor, it's the sick. In other words, you have to acknowledge that you're, you need Jesus. And some people are rich in need of nothing. The church of Laodicea is all over the place. We are in the end times, and if you don't see the truth, the truth will not set you free. There's no way you can continue your life, and you're going to be, you're going to have these Vices, if you don't go and read your word and find the truth. And see, some people don't even see the value because <clears throat> they don't really believe that they're going to be sent to hell. 
They don't. They, and then the thing is, if they don't believe they're going to be sent to hell, they're not going to believe their neighbor is going to be sent to hell, or, or there's a lost and dying world out there that's going to be sent to hell. Knowing that hell exists, we should be doing radio programs, videos on YouTube. We should be going to our neighbors. We should be talking to our classmates, our, our coworkers about Jesus. <clears throat> Because time is running out, folks. And if we're not ready, we're going to be left behind. And I, like I say, I don't believe it's going to be a bit. If it is a billion, then that's probably it. But then it'll be a billion point five, counting the kids. <coughs> I think the kids are going to run the numbers up. I think foreign countries like China, Bangladesh, Iran, believe it or not, now I don't know. I don't really actually change my mind. I don't know so much about Iran, but I do know that the Middle East has Christians. Africa, and the numbers are going to get big because of of these countries. <clears throat> but we must be ready, and therefore, having a sexual addiction. A alcoholic problem, an anger problem. <clears throat> when we see the day approaching, we need to give this to God. We need to give this to Jesus and say, Lord, God, help me. Free me from the bondage. <clears throat> he will set you free. But your will has to be his will. You have to see the, the value. You have to see the importance. Like your mom says, it's zero below temperature and and you you lose a bet during a football game and, and they say you got to stay outside for three hours um you know you before the bet starts before you even make the wager you don't see the consequences but your mom overheard you talking to your buddies that's over your house watching the football game and you're she's like no you can't you're gonna get you're gonna get hurt you're gonna get hurt you're gonna get hurt you know so the loser has to stay outside and it's, zero degree temperature. Now you you know what happens if zero degree temperature. You're gonna get frostbit. You might see it as a glorious thing right away. But that's how life is. Life blinds you sometimes. We blind ourselves in a thinking for for the moment. Pleasure. Bringing me pleasure for the moment could kill you later. Or send you to hell. <clears throat> Say, well, how? What is this going to do for me when you're scaring your listeners? I don't care. This is what pastors should be doing anyway. A little, a little bit nicer, I guess. But hell is hell is hot, and I don't want to go there. And I'm pretty sure you don't either. <clears throat> if you think that Jesus is not coming back. Or if you think that there is no hell, then there's no stopping you. But right now, you must clear shop before Christ comes back. He's coming back for a church without spot or blemish. Now, I'm talking about he's coming back for a church who does not sin. He's coming back for a church without spot or blemish, who positionally is looked at through Jesus, positionally. But there is also conduct. So if Jesus comes back right now and you are, have a vice, you're going to be staying here. Say, that's not true. That's not true. Where, how could you repent? 
the first thing Jesus said after he came down from the mountain, from the uh, mountain to be tempted of Satan, was repent. The first thing John the Baptist said is repent. Now think about this. These are the two first people in the New Testament. Repent. So there's no way that you can go on the other side and say, well, I can do this and this. And when Christ comes back, he's coming back for everybody. No, he's not. Or when I stand in front of God, he's going to, he's going to say, he's going to. 90 seconds. He's not. You're going to, yeah, you're going to deal with it through the tribulation period. So I'm, I'm, I'm begging you out there. I'm deeply begging that you would really give this a consideration. (coughs) You would really give this, (coughs) excuse me, a consideration that he's coming back for church without spot or blemish, identify with Christ positionally, and will live a holy life and walk with Christ daily. Now, like I said, a holy life, be holy for I am holy. We are going to sin. But are we going to practice sin? Are we going to practice righteousness? Are we going to habitually sin or habitually be righteous? Are we going to have traits that says I am uh, and fruit that I am walking with God or fruit that says I'm not walking with God? Is my is my thought life good or my thought life bad? Do you realize that if you have a bad thought life and the rapture happens, you're going to be left behind? That's not true. Well, show me in the scriptures, please. Show me in the scriptures that says everybody's gone regardless of what you're battling. God wants to set you free. That's what Jesus did on the cross. He did that for you. The power that he, that Jesus did with people who are blind, um, people who had uh, uh, leprosy, people the, the dead, he healed them. The lady that was bent over, her back was bent over, he healed them. Well, Jesus can do the same thing for you. He can heal you. But first, the will of God must be your will. That's why it says to offer your bodies a living sacrifice. It's not a suggestion. He wants you. He wants all of you. And then when he gets all of you, then you stop the sin. It's not anything hard. I don't have a magic bullet. I've heard that before. I've heard that before. But if you do not enter in... I can't do nothing for you. I definitely can't do nothing for you anyway, but pray, pray and, and tell you what I'm telling you now. You say, well, I tried that before. Well, <clears throat> something's wrong with your trying. You say, well, you don't have enough faith. I don't know what it is. Maybe you don't really want to. Maybe you really don't want to stop. So I'll tell you what you do. You ask God to change your will. Maybe it's too good. Maybe it's too fun. Maybe it's just I'm too horny. I mean, I'm too I'm too lustful. Ask God to take it out. <clears throat> Who are you hanging with? 
What do you read? What do you watch? Are you left alone at home with the computer and you're addicted to pornography? Take, get rid of the computers. Make a choice. Computer or hell. Nobody's going to want to listen to this. I know that. <clears throat> I'm not even wanting and caring <clears throat> if people want to listen to this. But it's the truth. Yeah, I do care if people want to listen to it, yeah. But the thing is, is I'm being honest. I'm being honest. I, I don't know what else to say. I'm being honest. Am I saying, if you don't listen to me, you, you're in danger? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying the things that I'm telling you, you either practice righteousness or practice good conduct, now, is good, being good going to get you to heaven? No. But I'm saying this. If you love God, you keep his commandments. In other words, if you love Jesus, you will watch your conduct. Because he asked you to. Now, if you, if you, if you, if you might love Jesus and you're still habitually sinning, then that means you really don't love him. Or you're so addicted to that thing that... You you're, you're choosing between God or that thing. I had a sexual addiction for a long time, and God broke it, and I haven't seen it since. But the thing is, at one point or another, I had to come to the end of my rope, and the end of my rope was misery. I was miserable because I wasn't in in unity with God. <clears throat> now, was I saved? I do believe that if you, it's the same with the prodigal son, you might not leave the house, but he says, my son was dead. Now he's alive. I don't know why people don't, don't get that. I'm starting to go back over to, you can lose your salvation because I was once, but I, I, I believe that you can't lose your salvation if you're truly saved. But no one knows that but God. So technically on the ground, on the earthly ground, as we walk, <coughs> you can lose your salvation. But it's God's foreknowledge. He knows who belongs to him. and He knows who's going to make it. I was talking to my wife today, and I was telling her, well, my father passed away. And I was asking the question during my midlife crisis, why did my father die? <coughs> and a voice came to me and said he was not going to repent anyway. And that's kind of mean. I guess I could say he was he was not going to repent. And then I asked, why did my friend Ronald die? Same thing. He died at 20. So my friends, I just had some friends that passed away both in the same week. In the same week. One got shot by the police and one died of... Uh, uh, leukemia, I think it was. And uh, we all hung together. And Ronald, he died 20 years ago. And they died 20 years later. So why did they get to die? Why did they get to live 20 more years and he didn't? Well, it's because the world has its normal processes. The world is cursed, of course, but it has its normal processes. Sometimes God intervenes. Sometimes he doesn't. But 
the reason why they got to live because they never ran into the process of dying. His leukemia did not play out yet, and 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 Lamar never got to a situation where he got himself killed or he died of something or something happened to him. No, he never had that process happen. So, but my friend Ronald did. So the normal processes of life, the normal processes of nature, the normal processes of gravity, the normal processes of reaping and sowing, being in the wrong place at the wrong time, something like that, it all plays out. <clears throat> That's why people die. But I do think that uh, people who die early, like the girl from TLC, left eye, the reason why they die early <clears throat> It's because they were not going to repent in the first place. And he, so he didn't stop it. Sometimes he'll stop it. Some, most of the time he doesn't. But I do believe sometimes he keeps people alive who is going to repent. And he, I mean, he's the only one can tell. He knows the soil. He knows the future. He said, well, this person will repent, so I'll keep him alive. <coughs> now, that being said, does he do that all the time? <coughs> The danger of believing what I just said is that you might walk away from God and then he pulls the plug. Does that happen? I don't know. That's why I believe once saved, always saved, according to God's knowledge. We don't know. I I can't walk up to you and say, you're going to be saved. I don't know what you're going to do next week. I mean, they got pastors that cheat on their wife, and you never think they would have done that. I don't know what you're going to do. But see, God is powerful. He can take the sin away. Not only can, he will. You just got to ask him. Now, if you got too much sin, you got to deal with one thing at a time. Now, he can take everything away. Just say, Lord, I want to serve you. I love you. I want to serve you and really mean it. But see, some people get bored. Boredom is going to send a lot of people to hell, folks. Loneliness, boredom. <clears throat> That's going to send people to hell. Do we want to make a choice? Do we want to <clears throat> believe that Christ is coming back soon? So therefore, I better take this serious or do we want to go to the tribulation period because it's coming. The tribulation period is coming and it's coming very quickly and it's going to be here before you know it. And it says that in Matthew's, I'm sorry, Luke 21, it says that it should come upon the world like a snare. What does that mean? Let me go back up from there. It says in Luke 21, 34, And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting, drunkenness, and the cares of this life, and so that that day should come upon you unawares. Now, let me explain something to y'all first. Unawares means like I'm looking outside my window. They got some clouds in the sky, but it's a beautiful day. It's pretty sunny. That would be unawares if it came today. 
I'm starting to think the rapture of the church could happen at any moment, but I'm also starting to think that the rapture of the church could happen when there's nothing happening. <clears throat> now, are we going to see the book? Uh, are we going to see Ezekiel 38 and 39? Some people think that it's at the end of the tribulation period. I seem to think it's before the tribulation period even begins. Um, how's that going to play out? <laughs> is, the, is the rapture of the church going to happen simultaneously with Ezekiel 38 and 39 war? That's a Russian invasion of Israel with um, a few oh, other nations invading Israel. Uh, I do believe that uh, we might see some things, but I wouldn't bet on it. <clears throat> I would not bet on it. So people out there don't waste any time get right with God now repent turn towards God walk towards him walk with God daily read his word make it the most important thing in your life besides Jesus himself which he is the word seek him first seek his kingdom first People know that this was the end times. They have a. They're not going to know it before. They're not going to get it. And the thing is, if you can't serve God now during peacetime, how are you going to figure you're going to serve Him then? Well, they're going to be millions, billions of people now. That that is going to be a huge amount of people. <coughs> I'm going to stick my head out and stick my neck out and tell you that more people are going to be saved during the tribulation period. That went in a rapture. And I'm going to say it again. More people are going to be saved. More people are going to be saved. After the tribulation period. That went in a rapture. I'll give you for instance. If it wasn't for kids. Under the age of accountability. I would say 1.5 billion people. Will leave when the rapture happens. 1.5 billion. Because of kids. I don't even think grown-ups are going to make 800, 800 million. If it wasn't for foreign nations, I don't think it would be even that high. <clears throat> like China. I think China has a nice amount of Christians in it that's that's, hit, that's uh, hidden. I mean, they sort of helping other people out there in China. I, I do believe that there, if there's... Uh, 2.5 billion in China, 1.5 billion. I think it'll be a good. I'm just guessing. I'm just playing around, playing with the numbers. 50 million Chinese people, but it could be even higher than that. <coughs> I don't think it's going to be a lot of people, and and it could even be more than that. It could be 200 million. That'd be funny if it's the same amount of people that's going to be raptured would be the same amount of people marching into the Middle East. 90 seconds. Ooh, that was loud. But anyway, I, I almost forgot that I got to end this show. But yeah, this is uh, set free in Christ. Um, and like I said before, the, the, the object of this show, uh-oh, what the heck just happened? Uh-oh, I don't know if I'm 60. still on. 
high. And then uh, I can't really end the show because my uh, switchboard just popped off. But um, I'm going to try my best to end the show right here. But anyway, God bless everybody out there. I'm not going to be able to play a theme song, I don't think, because <clears throat> I'm not going to have enough time to get to this. But anyway, uh, if you don't know Jesus, repent and come to him. Surrender your life to him because he loves you. And he did not want anyone to perish. Come to him, live your life for him. Because it's better to live your life for him than to live in this world. But like I say, I can't get to the switchboard because this thing is not doing me any justice. But anyway, God bless everybody out there. uh, And y'all have a wonderful evening. God bless. You have been listening to The Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to check out our website at www.pzrn.org. Also, like us on Facebook at Prophecy Zone Radio News and at YouTube at Prophecy Zone. Be sure to check us out next time on The Prophecy Zone as we explore the past, observe the present, and hope for the soon future return of the Savior Jesus. God bless.